Hey you, I'm starting right off with a question for you in this episode. What do you sense awakening in your life in this moment? Do you sense anything awakening? Is there something you would love to see awakening in the season? I am loving this verse from Isaiah 43 that says, I am doing something brand new, something unheard of. Even now it sprouts and grows and matures. Don't you perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and open up flowing streams in the desert. Now, usually what stands out to me in this verse is the something new part, that I am doing something new part. But lately, what's been jumping out to me is the don't you perceive it part. So this question of are we perceiving it, what does that even mean? To perceive means to become aware or conscious of something, to realize or understand. Could God be doing something in our lives that we have yet to realize? Or maybe we have realized that something new is being awakened, but we don't have the full understanding of exactly what that is going to look like in our life. And if you're anything like me, then you would like all the details and all the understanding of how all this new is going to play out. But typically, that's not how it works. Clarity and understanding usually comes only when we put in some action and we start moving. It's kind of like that scripture that says faith without works is dead. I mean, we can spend hours, days, years thinking about something, but clarity comes quicker in the process of walking it out. Now, I know this spring season has felt different. Forget it feels different. It has been different. And that different has been different for each of us. But I truly believe that beautiful things have been awakening in us this spring. And trust me, I have seen the death. I've seen the struggle. But out of that struggle, I have seen resiliency and I've seen growth. And I'm seeing new things pushing their way up through the messiness and the dirt. I've seen new growth allow the sun and the rain to fall up on it. It's sometimes parched body and bring nourishment and revive it. I shared in the last episode that my prayer during the season has been that no matter how uncomfortable it makes us, that we will allow those things that need to die in our lives. And that by doing that, we would make room for the new. In the book, Let Your Life Speak by Parker Palmer, he says, we arrive in this world with birthright gifts. Then we spend the first half of our lives abandoning them or letting others disabuse us of them. Then, if we are awake, aware, and able to admit our loss, we spend the second half trying to recover and reclaim the gift we once possess. When you hear that, you might know exactly what you have abandoned and what needs to be recovered. Or you might have been someone that's been so busy with your life that you have really not given much thought or space to even think about that. Wherever you might find yourself, I want you to know, it's never too late. And you have confirmation that it's never too late to to recover anything that you might have lost. If you have breath in your body and you are listening to this podcast, that is all the confirmation you need. You are here and there is a reason for that. And you might be in your 20s, your 30s, your 50s, 60s, 70s. It really doesn't matter. Because God's mercy and his grace is fresh and it's new for us every single day. 
But the enemy of your soul, he would love to keep you feeling stuck like a victim and filled with sadness and regret. And my mind can, it can tend to go to regret at times. And I have, I've learned to quickly capture those thoughts and replace those thoughts with truth. So here's what I want you to think about. How about choosing grace over regret? I think some wisdom and revelation only comes through living. I can't count the number of things that I said in my younger years that I have done a complete 180 on. For example, I can still see this conversation in my mind that I had in the kitchen with my mother one day. I can see it so clearly. And the topic was around infidelity. It had been brought up. And I remember declaring with 100% confidence that if my husband ever cheated on me, my bags would be packed immediately. Case closed, no need for any conversation. Now, mind you, I was maybe 20 years old at the time and I was not married. And I'm certain that I held on to that strong belief for years into our marriage. So let's, let's fast forward. And years later, I'm in a conversation with someone around the same topic. And I've been married for many years. And even though infidelity isn't something that my husband and I have had to deal with, we have had to deal with a core issue that infidelity holds, which is trust being broken. And this has happened in different areas, on different levels, on both of our ends. So years after declaring this strongly held opinion, I find myself in a conversation giving a listening ear and asked to offer advice. And as I opened my mouth, I realized my heart had changed. No longer did I hold a steadfast answer to a heartbreaking circumstance. What had changed? I'd lived a little longer. I'd experienced life with someone for more than a minute. Someone that sometimes we had loved each other well and sometimes not so much. We'd laughed together. We fought. We misunderstood each other. We brought babies into the world together. We didn't know how to be vulnerable and verbalize what we each really needed from each other. We were scared together and we were brave together. We still fight each other sometimes, but most importantly, we've learned to fight for each other. Now, I bring this example up to say I could have regret over all those seemingly wasted days of struggling and getting it wrong. But are those days really wasted if they made me wiser? So to those of you that are younger in age than me and anyone else that needs to hear it, give yourself the grace and the space to acknowledge that you don't have to have it all figured out. We don't become a wife and a mother and a friend and always know how to show up well. We're all still learning how to show up well for ourselves, which is really what everything else flows out of. After a season of seeing life in retrospect through monochromatic lens, I can remember the awakening, it seemed like of all my senses. It's like someone had turned all the colors in the world up a notch and I was seeing life all around me with fresh eyes and it was beautiful, breathtakingly beautiful actually. Now you might be wondering what wonderful thing happened in my life that brought about this breathtaking awakening? Something died. And that something was part of me. At the time, it was painful, and I couldn't find anything to hold on to. For the first time in my life, I told God that I was ticked off at him, that I didn't understand him, and that I really didn't care if that offended him. 
Now, trust me, um, I in no way have the belief or had the belief then that I was living out a life of faith perfectly. But we'll, what I will say confidently is that I did believe that I felt like I was. I was loving God, living a life of faith that I could not do any better. I didn't feel like I could love God any more than I did. I was doing anything and everything that I thought he was asking of me. And yet everything I felt like I was believing for kept getting ripped from my hands. I felt like something in me had died. I felt like I was grieving. And I felt like God was just fine with that. He let me be mad at him. He let me rip up in shreds the latest book that I had been reading on how to love my neighbor better and not even feel guilty about ripping it all up. He let me lay in bed and binge watch a series on Netflix that weeks before I wouldn't have even let pass before my eyes. He held me close as I watched episode after episode after episode, and my eyes burned with tears as they rolled down my face as he spoke to me through this storyline. I didn't perceive it right away, but an awakening was happening out of that dark season. That part of me that died was the gift that made space for me to live. What died was the me that I had become to fit in all of the boxes around me. All the expectations of being a Christ follower, a wife, a mother, a pastor's wife, a pastor, a friend, a sister, a daughter, always trying to check all the boxes and always being reminded by everyone else in the box of the areas that I was falling short. You know, there's a part of me that when I think back at that time and of me letting God know how mad I was and how I felt he had let me down, and I see him smiling. Actually, it's kind of like a little smirk. You know, the look when you know a secret that the other person's about to find out. He loved that I was finally dying because he wanted me to freaking live. And I wasn't planning on saying this, but I feel like someone needs to hear this. I understand that I am nothing without Christ, nothing. But something that awakened within me during that season was that me, the revelation that me fully being me does not diminish who Christ is. In fact, he was in on the plan of designing exactly who I am. And it brings my father great pleasure to see me showing up in the world just as he purposed and planned. Now, if you've been around for a while, you know that my heart and mind's focus for 2020 has been around the scripture found in Habakkuk 2, where it talks about writing the vision out and making it clear. And towards the end of 2019, I had made some artwork, this declaration of 2020 vision on it because I wanted it up before my eyes. And many of you, as I shared it, grabbed onto this in your spirit too, and you bought the piece and you put it up in your houses. And we were believing for 2020 vision as we entered into this new decade. My hope and my prayer was for clarity and vision to run with passion and focus. And then our world got hit with a pandemic and the memes started popping up everywhere about 2020 being canceled. Gotta love cancel culture. But from the beginning of this, I have felt such a blanket of peace surrounding this time that even in the midst of all the uncertainty, God is showing himself strong. He's right here with us and he's not offended by our questioning. And he's offering his grace and his mercy in our every moment. 
He hasn't forgotten you. He sees you right where you are. And he's saying to you, I am doing something new. It's springing up now. Do you perceive it? I want to close this podcast out with a prayer for all of us. Father, I pray for everyone listening. I pray that right here in this very moment, they would feel your presence surrounding them. Whether they're driving down the road, washing dishes, or on a walk around the neighborhood, wherever they may be, may they know that you're right there with them. I pray that you would open our hearts and our minds to perceive what you are doing in our lives and in our world. Father, wake up those areas in us that have been dormant. Remind us that you are the one that has formed us. When we were inside of our mother, it was you. We were your idea, your desire. And our desires are good. They are wired within us because you knit us together that way. Help us to keep showing up in this world exactly as you had in your mind from the beginning, because that is what brings you glory. Your goodness and your excellence and your love flowing out of us into the streets of our cities. May it bring glory to your name. And we ask these things in the name of Jesus. And we say, amen. So be it.